And the learning should be discussed. Yitzchak Aaron ben Miriam. So we're going to start from Lamed Vav Amen Beis. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, eight lines up from the bottom. So the Gemara starts a new topic about mixtures between mizonos and other foods. So the Gemara says Chavetz Kedera v'Chein Daisa. So Chavetz Kedera. Some sort of uh, dish which has a lot of other things mixed into it, honeys and oils and everything, but it also has some flour that's mixed in or some porridge. And the Gemara is going to clarify what kind of porridge it is that we're talking about. So the point of these things is that there's mizonos mixed with other things. Rav Yudah Amar Shakul Nimid Rav Yudah says it's Shakul. Rav Kahana Amar Borimei Mizonos. Now the Gemara elaborates. But Dai's a great though. If it's plain porridge where the essential ingredient is the mizonos, no one disagrees. Of course, that's Mizonos. The main ingredient is Mizonos. No question. They're disagreeing about a porridge which is made like the Chavetz Kedera. Like the Chavetz Kedera in the sense that the main ingredient is not the Mizonos. But the Mizonos is there to be something, but it's not the main point. So Rav Yehuda says, You go after the main ingredient. The main ingredient is the honey in this uh, porridge, which just has a little bit of flour mixed in. Rav Kahana Omar Bremi Mizono suffers Semida Iker. He disagrees. He says the flour is the Iker. So they're having a disagreement about the way we view Mizonos in a mixture. Usually the rule is you're able to define what's the Ikar, what's the main thing, and what's the Tafel. But with Mizonos, there's an opinion here of Rav Kahana that by definition, if Mizonos is in a mixture, then by definition it has to be the Ikar. One opinion says not that way, so it's Shahakal. You go after the honey and that's the main thing. The other opinion is saying, no, you always still go after the Mizonos and you make Bar Mizonos even though it seems not to be the main ingredient in the mixture. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yosef Kavasei, Rav Kahana Mistabra. It's more logical like Rav Kahana, meaning that the halacha is that it's Mizonos. The Rav Shmuel, the Amitravayu, because Rav and Shmuel both say, Koshi Yeshbo Mechamishas Aminim. Any dish which has some of the Chamishas Aminim, the five species of wheat, barley, oats, uh, spelt, and rye, any, ingredient, any mixture that has some of that ingredient in there, you make mizonos even though it doesn't seem to be the ikar. Tosas already mentions here that there might be certain limitations on the idea. For example, Tosas says if the flour is only there to keep consistency, to keep something together, then maybe it's not mizonos. But except for certain illustrations like that, that is the main rule that Rav Shmuel said, and therefore the Gemara is saying that Rav Kahana was correct, that it will always be mizonos. So like an example, like something like that would be, you know, you have your challenge, you have some barley, even though it doesn't seem like the barley is the main ingredient, you still make just the mizonos on your challenge. But if it, the, the flour is there just to hold something together, maybe like a Twizzler or something like that, then uh, for, it would make more sense not to make a mizonos as Tosis is saying. But, <clears throat> so now the Gemara continues based off of this theme. Gufa. Whenever you have an a dish where there is some mizonos ingredient, then you go after the mizonos and you say the mizonos. Now we have a second statement from Rav Shmuel, which sounds almost the same, but it's a little bit different. Anything that is from the five grains, you make mizonos. So the second statement is not talking about a mixture. The second statement is just saying the type of grains that you make Mizonosan are only the five special grains. In other words, let's say rice is not one of those five grains. You do not make a Mizonos. That's the point that the Gemara is making. The Gemara is not talking specific to a mixture. So statement number one of Rav and Shmuel was, within mixtures, Mizonos is always the Iker, and you make Mizonos as long as there's one of the five grains. Statement number two is nothing to do with mixtures. In its own right, the only grains that you make a Mizonos on is from the five. 
So the Gemara says, Utsricha, why was it necessary to have both statements? If you just told me the second statement, I would say that you only make a mazonos when that's be'in, when that's the only ingredient. But when it's in a mixture and it's just mixed with something else and it's not the main ingredient, I wouldn't have realized you make a mazonos. So that's why we needed the first statement, Kamash Malan Kol top of Lam and even if there's just a little bit of the mazonos, you still um, recite the main bracha on that. I, why don't you just have the first statement? If it would have just said, if there's anything of the five, uh, of the five types of grains in the, in the, in the, in the dish, you make mezonos. The implication being that when rice is an ingredient in a dish, then you don't make a mezonos. But I would say, that's only when rice is just one ingredient. But let's say I'm eating plain rice. I would have thought that maybe if I'm just eating plain rice, I do make a mezonos. That's why we need the second statement. No. Only types of grains that I make mezonos are, are the five. To exclude rice and millet. Even if I'm eating it straight up, you do not make mezonos. So to recap what just happened, we have two statements. The two statements are basically sound the same. They're both saying that only the five special grains get mezonos, nothing else. But we clarify two points. It doesn't make a difference whether you're eating them straight up it's only the five grains and not rice. And it doesn't make a difference if it's a mixture. Even if it's a mixture, all the, we will always go after the five grains and make mizonos. So it comes out that Rav Shmuel's opinion is that there will never be a mizonos on rice. And there will always be a mizonos on the five grains, even if they're in a mixture. And that's what happens if you put the two statements of Rav and Shmuel together. So now the Gemara challenges this assertion of Rav and Shmuel that um, there is no mizonos on rice. Right? That's what Rav and Shmuel, no mizonos on rice whatsoever. There is mizonos on the five grains, even when they're in a mixture. So the Gemara challenges. Oh, is Is that true? There's no mizonos on rice? Vatanya says in a price. Let's say they, it's brought in front of a person some rice bread or millet bread. So you make a bracha on it in the beginning and the end. You would make the same bracha that you would make on a maisa kedera. Again, the maisa kedera is some cooked dish, which has all sorts of ingredients, but also flour. So if it got to be Maisa Kedera, Tanya, what do we know about the Maisa Kedera? But Chilom Avarach Lebe Mezonos, in the beginning you make Mezonos, and at the end you make an Alamechia. So what do we see? It says that you make the same bracha on rice bread that you would make on the Maisa Kedera. And the Maisa Kedera, it says, that you make a Mezonos and Alamechia. So clearly we see that rice is a Mezonos. So that's the Gemara's question. Rav and Shmuel are saying that rice, because it's not one of the five grains, is not called a Mazon. However, we see here in the Brisa that I make the same brach on rice that I make on a Maisa Kedera, and on a Maisa Kedera, the Brisa says specifically you make Mizonos. So the Gemara answer is no. Kemaisa Kedera, Velo Kemaisa Kedera. It's like the Maisa Kedera, but it's not. The analogy wasn't that the specific bracha is the same, the analogy was something else. Kemaisa Kedera, Mavarach and Lavtchil of The point was, it's like Maisa Kedera, that it has a bracha in the beginning and at the end. Velo Kemaisa Kedera, but not like the Maisa Kedera, Dilo Maisa Kedera, Tchil of Mizonos, and the Sof Brachas, Main Shalosh. Maisa Kedera specifically is Mizonos and Alamechia. Whereas here with the rice bread, it's shahakal and burin fashos. Meaning, so what's coming out, the Gemara is trying to say is that when the Brisa said you make a bracha on rice bread, like the way you make on Maisa Kadera, it didn't mean the same bracha is made. 
it meant that it is similar to the Maisei Kadeira that you need a bracha before and a bracha after. Someone may have said, you don't need a bracha after. Remember, Bari Nefoshos Rabbos is something that we take so for granted today because we make it on everything. In the times of the Gemara, was not that way as we'll learn more and more about in this parak. So the novelty that was being brought out is that you should still make a Bari Nefoshos even though it's only rice. You need a bracha like a Maisei Kadeira, just like a Maisei Kadeira warrants a bracha afterwards, so too rice does. What is the bracha on the rice? Maybe it's not Mizonos. It's nothing to do with Mizonos. Maybe it's just a Shahako and a Barin of Rabbos. The point of the comparison was simply to teach that there is a bracha before and after. But what is the bracha in Echanami? Rice is not Mizonos and Alamichia. Rice is um, Shahakoni Abedvaro and Barin of Rabbos. Okay, so that's still the way the Gemara is defending the opinion of Rav and Shmuel. Still, the Gemara challenges. Ores lav maisekadera. Is this true? Rice is not really maisekadera. You don't really make a, a mazonos on it. Vatanya. It says in a brisa. Eluin maisekadera. These are the specific types of maisekadera that you make a mazonos on. Chilka targis sole. So these are all different types of ways you can split the grains. I'm not. I don't know so well exactly what it is, but you can. Rashi keeps on saying that you can divide them into different amounts. You can split the grains into twos. You can split it into threes. You can make it fine flour. Zaris, you can split the grains into fours. Arsan into fives. Those are all different ways to split the grains. But the basic idea is that all of that is maizekadera, that you're making all sort of dishes out of the grains. And then what's the last one? Vitores and rice. So it says black and white in the text of the Brisa that Orez is part of the category of what's called Misa Kadeira. And remember, the Brisa said before that on a Misa Kadeira you make a Mizonos. So clearly, Robin Shmuel's opinion is said not like the Brisa. Robin Shmuel is saying Mizonos, you do not make, do not make a Mizonos on rice. The Brisa says that rice is a Misa Kadeira and a Misa Kadeira you make Mizonos. So we're stuck. So the Gemara answers. Here the Gemara now broadens the issue. This issue of whether rice is mizonos is really part of something else. It's a dismachlokas between the Tanoam and that rice was only going like Rabbi Yochum Menuri. It's not Rabbi Yochum Menuri, Omer Oriz Mindaganu. He says rice is a real grain and it can make bread. Let's say somebody makes it into chametz, then they're chayev karets if they eat it on Pesach. And you can make matzah out of rice. Rice can become lechem. So according to Rabbi Yochum Menuri, you could be yotze, your obligation to eat matzah with rice bread. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says rice is a real grain. It's going to be mamish be bread. But the Rabbanan disagree. We know that the Rabbanan disagree. We know that the Rabbanan say in Meseches Menachos and Meseches Psachim that only the five grains can make bread. And that's granted to the Gemara. So now, if the rice can't make bread, says Rav and Shmuel, let's take it one step further. You don't even make a Mazonos out. So the Brisa that said before that it's a Misa Kedera, that's going like Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri. Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, we see, equates rice with being like the other five grains in the sense that it can become bread. But if the Rabbanon hold, as we know, that it cannot become bread, well then the Rabbanon will consider it not to be muzon at all. It's not like the five special grains. And that's Rav and Shmuel are therefore saying that you don't even say mizonos on it whatsoever. So the dispute at this point is very extreme. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri holds, rice is a regular grain. It's no difference between the five versus rice. Rice you can even make bread out of. But the Rabbanon who disagree with Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri and say that rice cannot be made into bread, would also say that there would not even be a mizonos that would be made on rice. Says the Gemara, for Rabbanon Lo, is that true? That according to Rabbanon, that it became, can't become bread, you don't even make a mizonos. Fatanya, it says in a brisa, somebody who is chewing uh, a kernels of, 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 of chita, of wheat, maybe a good example, something like that, or you know, a different one of the five grains, maybe granola. Somebody eating some granola. 
They should make a ha'adama. The grain hasn't been processed, so you still make a ha'adama. But once it's ground up, it's baked or cooked. If the pieces are still intact, and we'll see on the Gemara the Ahmed Bey's the definition of intact pieces, then it becomes bread. That's what it is. If you grind up, you have flour, you bake it, that's bread. So then you make in the beginning hamotzi and you bench afterwards. But if the pieces are not intact, meaning I had bread, but I cooked it, and now, now no longer the pieces are no longer intact, and again, we'll talk about what that means precisely. Then now the bracha is no longer bread, it's just a regular mezonah, and at the end you make an alamechia. That's for wheat. Hakosis is somebody who is chewing rice, rice, intact rice, Mavarech love bori puri ha'adama. They should make a bori puri ha'adama. Hasn't been processed. Talking afo bashlo. Let's say it has been ground up, baked, and the oil cooked. Afo bisha prusas kayamas. Even if it's fully intact, but even if it looks like I have regular bread, but if it's made out of rice, batchila mavarech love bori mizonos. In the before initially you make a mizonos ulubsof barachas mechanshen shalosh, and after you're done you make an alamechia. So here we have a brisa saying that on rice, no matter what I do to it, I never say hamotzi and bench. I just have mizonos and al hamichya. So mani, who's the brisa? Ilima Rabbi Yochanan Nuri da'amar min orez min daganu. If we're going like the extreme Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, it should be hamotzi lechem and orez v'shalosh brachas by bruche. You should be making hamotzi and the full benching. Because remember, Rabbi Yochanan Nuri's opinion is that rice is a red, is just like the other five grains. It can be classified as bread. So why wouldn't you do hamotzi and three and three brachos afterwards? Elo rabbanan. Obviously, the brisa is the rabbanan, and that's why rice cannot be bread. So if rice can't be bread, so then what should the halacha be? Rav and Shmuel said, if it can't be bread and it's not a regular grain, then it's just shahakam barin afashos. Here the price of said is mizonos and alamechia. So clearly we see that the Arabonin's opinion, who say that rice can't be bread, doesn't mean it's not a mazon, it just means it can't be lechem. But it should still mean mizonos and alamechia, says the Gemara tiyufta, dirav Shmuel tiyufta. The Gemara conclusively rejects what Rav and Shmuel said. So Rav and Shmuel were trying to say that because rice, according to Rabbanan, can't be bread, then it's not mizonos at all. We clearly reject what they say from this brisa, and the correct bracha for the rice would be mizonos. Don't worry about the alamithya part. The Gemara itself will get to that. But I want to talk about something else that's very important. There were two separate statements from Rav and Shmuel. One was that on rice you don't make mizonos. That's been rejected. Of course, on rice, the conclusion of the Gemara is you make mizonos. But what about the other statement of Rav and Shmuel? Rav and Shmuel said that when you have one of the five grains that is in a mixture together with other foods, even if it doesn't seem to be the most essential ingredient, you still make a mizonos. Like our chalant, even with the barley, doesn't seem to be the ikker, you still make a mizonos. What is the halacha by rice? Rav and Shmuel said that you then would not say that the rice is the ikker. But remember, Rav and Shmuel also held that rice is not mizonos. Now that we reject Rav and Shmuel and rice is mizonos, if rice is in a mixture with other ingredients in a big dish, what bracha do I make? Is it mizonos? Or if the rice is not the ikker, do I not make a mizonos? What's the halacha? So the riff says we never rejected the other statement of Rav and Shmuel. So rice doesn't have that special quality. Even once we reject Rav and Shmuel and rice, you make a mizonos. That's when you're eating rice straight up. But when you're eating in a, a dish that has some rice and some other things, if the rice isn't, doesn't seem to be the ikker, then you don't make a mizonos. That unique halacha that you always go after the mizonos to be the ikker is only from the chameshes mine daga. Says the Gemara, Amar Mar, what did we say earlier? Someone who's chewing the um, uh, intact chita, like a granola, he should make bari pri adama. Says the Gemara, it says in another b'risa, instead of making adama, it says in a second b'risa, bari nezrayim. 
You make barunei's rotten. Like seeds. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us the seeds. So which one is it? Do you make Adama and granola or do you make Barinimi Zura'im? So the Gemara says, Lo kasha, That's actually a dispute between Rabbi Yudah and the Rabbanah did not. Remember, in our opening Mishnah on Daflamide, we said as follows. Allah, Yerakos, on all sorts of greens, Omer Beri Priyadama. The Rabbanah say, Beri Priyadama is a very big category. Any sort of thing that grows from the ground. There's no distinction between vegetables, greens, or legumes. They're all the same. That's the, the wide, expansive opinion of the Rabbanah that there's all one thing called held that greens should have their own bracha. So Reb Yehuda, who holds that the bracha of Hadama is too broad and we should break it up into smaller categories, he, Lishitaso, regarding seeds, would say, However, the Rabbanan who disagree and they say there's no special bracha for greens, it's just all one big bracha for all Pariha Adama, would say that for legumes as well, it's Bare Pariha Adama. Says the Gemara. Someone who's eating the intact rice makes adama. Once it's processed, ground up, baked. You don't wash on it, it is rice, but you do make mezonos and alamechia. Says the Gemara, here it says that the after bracha on rice is alamechia. That the after bracha of rice has nothing to do with alamichya. When it says nothing, by the way, it doesn't mean to exclude barin of fashos. It means nothing of alamichya. And that's, again, that's always the way the Gemara speaks. The Gemara speaks to barin of fashos as if it's a nothing. And well, the more you learn the parak, we'll understand with greater understanding why barin of fashos is a nothing. But that's the terminology. A nothing means nothing of alamichya. So it's a contradiction. We're saying that rice has the after bracha of alamichya. The second price says it doesn't have alamichya. Which one is it? First, we have to dive into a bigger machlokas, Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanan, and we'll come up from here. Says the Gemara Titania, says the price, anything that's from the seven species, the seven species that Israel is praised with. Rabbi Gamliel, Omer Shalosh Brachos. Rabbi Gamliel's opinion is that you bench. Now, just a little bit of background here. The Psukim and Parshas Ekev. It says as follows. First, the Pasuk praises Eretz Yisrael for the seven fruits, right? Eretz Kitasar Gevantain and Riman Arizay Shemun Udvash. Pasuk 1. Pasuk 2. It goes on to say, the Torah specifies that Eretz Yisrael is going to give you lechem. Then the Pasuk says, You'll eat, you'll be full, and you will bench. What is you, the Pasuk referring to? You will eat what, and you will bench. You could say it's only going on back on what was said immediately before, bread. Or you could say it's going back on the previous two Pesukim. It's even going back on Shiva Saminim. That's Rabbi Gamliel's opinion. Rabbi Gamliel's opinion is that if you eat any one of the shivas aminim, there is a full benching. The Chachamim disagree. It's one bracha that's an abridged version of benching. According to many Rishonim, by the way, bracha achas main shalosh is daoraisa. Just since it wasn't the Pasuk right before, it was Tupsukim before, so it's an abridged sense of, ber- uh, of benching. It's the only bread which is said right before Vechalta has the full uh, three blessings. Says the Gemara Meister, Rabbi Gamliel is a king of the wants to serve Rabbi Gamliel and the old people. Shayim Mesubin Baaliyah, Biericho, they were having a meal in an upper story in Yericho. They have you left name Kosovos. They had some dates, Vaaklo, they ate them. And also Rabbi Gamliel, Rashus, Rabbi Kiva Lavarach. Rabbi Gamliel gave permission to, to Rabbi Akiva to lead the benching. Kafatz, Ubarach, Rabbi Akiva, Brachas, Main Shalosh. And instead of making a full out benching, Rabbi Akiva said, Al Hamicha. 
What are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing controversial things here? Yes, you say, Rabbi Gamliel, you personally taught us that you should bench after all the Shivas Aminim. Yes, there are many people who say that, but wait a second. The bottom line is, whenever there's a Yachid arguing on a Rabbim, the Allah is like the Rabbim. So if it's from the Allah is like the Rabbim, then that's why I went and I made uh, an Allah Michia. Let me just mention a fascinating question from Taisus. The halacha is that, um, that when you bench, when you bench, the Gemara is going to say there's an opinion on a tana that you need to have a cup of wine. So if you have to have a cup of wine when you bench, you should have to bench your entire life. Because you're going to bench, you're going to drink a cup of wine, and then you're going to have to bench. And then you drink a cup of wine, when you bench, you have to drink a cup of wine. So it's a, how do you live with that? Right? What's the pshat? It's a fascinating question. So Taisus uses this as a makar that when you're benching, you only have to drink malol lugmav, the amount that fills the cheek, but the amount that's necessary to make an alamichya or benching like Rabbi Gamliel when you drink wine is a revius. There must be a difference in the amount that you have to drink, or else it would just be a never-ending cycle. Okay. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yudah Omer Mishmo. Rabbi Yudah says over further in the name of Rabbi Gamliel. Koshu Mishivas Aminim, anything that is one of the seven species. Velo Mindagon, even if it's not a Mindagon, it's not one of the grains, meaning, I don't know, a grape. Oh, Mindagon, Velo Asa Opas. Or, let's say I have something that's from uh, wheat or, or, or barley, but it's not made into bread. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says in both scenarios, again, that you do a full bench. Rabbi Gamliel says if it's from the Shivas Aminim, it's benching. What about something that's not from the seven species and it's also not a grain? Like rice bread or millet. Rabbi Gamliel says there's al after rice. So here we see black and white that there's really two machloks from Gamil and Rabbanon. One machlekes is if you bench after Shiva Saminin. One machlekes. Second machlekes is if after rice you say alamichya or not. There, do you think there's any relationship between the two machloksim? 100%. Because Rabbi Gamliel holds you bench after all the Shiva Saminim, then he never has alamichya used. So rice goes one step down. So one step down to Rabbi Gamliel is instead of benching, you just do alamichya. But according to the Rabbanon, all, what do you do after you eat the Shiva Saminim? Alamichya. So what's one step down? No alamichya, just borei nefashas. So what the Gemara now is telling us that the after bracha of rice is really dependent on the machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanon. Rabbi Gamliel holds that the after bracha on rice is alamichya. But the Rabbanon who hold that after all Shivas Aminim, the after bracha is alamichya, so rice have to be one, has supposed to be one step down. So they hold that the after bracha on rice is borei nefashas. That's what the Gemara is trying to tell us. By the way, if you want to think about it and analyze it, I think as a child, you know, we learned this thing, that rice is the anomaly, right? This is the way we're going to roll with this, right? That rice, you make a bar name is on us in the beginning, and alamichi at the end. What's the understanding of it? How do we understand it? What, what, how do we split the four, first bracha, the bar on us, but then for some reason, you don't make The simplest understanding, and from learning the Gemara, is that alamichia is only Shabbos Amin. Mizonos is anything that's mazon, any filling food. Rice is a filling food. Who cares if it's not from the five grains? Who cares if it's not from the shivas amina? Mizonos has nothing to do with that? No, mizonos is a filling food. Rice is a filling food. That's why you make a mizonos. Alamichia is a brocha that is niskan, that is instituted for the shivas amina. It's not on the shivas amina. That would be the simplest shot, which is really what it seems that is screaming from the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that the Rabbanon Lishi Tassim, the Alamichias for Shivas Aminim, are not going to have Alamichia for rice. Rabbi Gamliel never had what Alamichia was. And in fact, it was really benching with Shivas Aminim. Maybe it would be Alamichia on, on, on rice. 
However, the Mishnah Brua famously gives another pshat. The Mishnah Brua says that rice, even though it's filling, it's not filling to the same degree, and that's why there's no alamichi. It's a very troublesome Mishnah Brua. The Pasha pshat would be that the reason why there's no alamichi on rice is because alamichi is only from the Shiva Zamin. But the, 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 the past more where was talking about rice itself it was only talking about rice bread. It wasn't about rice itself. It said rice bread is from his own. Yes, but there's no yeah. distinction. There's no, yes, but there's no distinction in rice between bread and not bread because there's no, according to Rabban and Bread is a category that's completely like never gets classified like that when we're dealing with rice. So the same discussion we're dealing with is whether it's, it, it's made in the form of bread or not. It's all the same. Says the Gemara, Amayu Kimta. So how did we establish the price that said you make alamichia krav gamil? We're going like krav gamil. Ema say for the ratio, but look at the end of what the ratio said. What did it say? It said imina prusas kayamos. If the pieces are not intact, with It said if the pieces are not intact, you say mizonos and then an alamichia. So wait a second. Man, if the price is going like Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said you bench after eating a date or some porridge because it's all, because anything that's from the Shavuot, I mean, Rabbi Gamliel holds you bench. So So if I have some rice, if I have some, uh, I'm sorry, if I have some, 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 some wheat flour that was baked into bread, but the pieces broke down, so now it's no longer intact. Rabbi Gamliel wouldn't say to bench. Anything that's from Shiva's Amin, Rabbi Gamliel says to bench. So that brisa that you're trying, there was a couple of things in that brisa. One part of the brisa said that on rice, you say, you say alamichas. So we said, oh, it's like Rabbi Gamliel. But it can't be that that brisa is like Rabbi Gamliel because that brisa also says that when the bread is no longer intact, you don't bench. That can't be like Rabbi Gamliel because according to Rabbi Gamliel, anything that's from the Shiva's Amin, you bench. So clearly the author of that brisa is not Rabbi Gamliel. The author of that brisa must be the Rabbanon. If the author of the brisa is the Rabbanon and it still says that you make Alamichia on rice, then we're stuck. We're back stuck. Our solution until now was to say that the brisa was Rabbi Gamliel. But the brisa can't be Rabbi Gamliel because the brisa said if bread is not intact, you don't bench anymore. Horn Rabbi Gamliel is not true. It's not worse than a date. It's not worse than anything that's from the Shiva's Amin that you bench. So the question comes back. The brisa is the Rabbanan. So it's a steer in the Rabbanan. What is the after bracha on rice? Is it, is it alamicha or is it not? Says the Gemara, the Olam Rabbanan is the Rabbanan. We amend the text of the Brisa. The Brisa that originally said that at the after bracha of rice was alamicha is amended to read that there's no after bracha of alamicha. And that's the conclusion of the Gemara. We simply change the text. So it comes out that the bracha. For rice, the Gemara Paskins is Mizonos and Bahrain of Fashos. That is the correct halacha. And the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't, it doesn't, this solution that we had to say that it depends on Gamliel and the Rabbanan actually doesn't work out for us um, at all. And the Gemara simply, therefore, just changes the price. Says the Gemara, Omar Rava, Hai Riata de Chakloi, Riata de Chakloi. So Riata de Chakloi, Rashi says, is the exact same thing as a Chavetz Kedera. Chavetz Kedera, again, you have, a, you have a, a dish where it's got a ton of honey, very a lot of sweet things, but there's a little bit of flour in there. Flour is not the main ingredient, but it is present. So what is the halacha? If they increase and it's mostly a flour, it's a lot of flour, then you make mizonos by time of this the ikar, because in that scenario, the flour is the main ingredient. But the mechuza, if it's the way they make it in mechuza, mechuza is a place, the way it's made in mechuza, where they don't put so much flour in, then you make a shahakal. My time of ikar, because then the honey is the ikar. So in other words, Rava is saying that his opinion is that mizonos ingredient in a dish, you do not necessarily always say it's mizonos. It's only if the mizonos is the ikar. If there's a lot of flour, if there's not a lot of flour, then you do not. 
But the Gemara says, quickly, but then Rava retracted his opinion. Whether there's a lot of flour or not a lot of flour, in both scenarios, because that's what we learned on the Gemara before from Rav and Shmuel. Any dish that has some ingredient of the five grains, so even the Rava looked like he was going to argue, but eventually he retracts his opinion and he agrees to what Rav and Shmuel say, that if there is a Mazonas ingredient in the dish, even if it's not the main ingredient, the halakha, the correct bracha, is still mazanas. No matter how much? No matter how much. It's not about much, but it has to be the purpose that it's coming to be an ingredient in the dish. As Tosas mentioned, not for something that's just for consistency. Says the Gemara. Omer Rav Yosef. Hai chavitza. Okay, so this is a fascinating sugi of chavitza. For anyone who knows, like, eating Pesach, matzah brai, or something like that, it comes out from a very deep, a good understanding of the next omer uh, that we're going to learn. So chavitza, Rashi learns is I've had bread, and then, when I'm re- and then I'm cooking a dish, and I put pieces of the bread in the dish, and now bread is cooking together with the rest of the things. And the issue here in front of us is, does bread lose its status once it's recooked within other things? And that's the question here in front of us. So Rav Yosef said that the chavitza, the ispe piruin kezayis, if the pieces remain at least the size of a kezayis, the pieces of the bread don't, don't break down less than a kezayis. And afterwards, before I say hamoti, and afterwards I bench. But the less lay piruin kezayis, if the, if the pieces break down more and they're no longer a kezayis, then initially now it turns into a mizonos, and the end just becomes an alamecha. So Rabbi Yosef is saying, in order for bread to be classified as bread, once it's recooked in a dish, you have to have that the pieces themselves are a kezai. So let me just clarify something. Obviously, if I have bread that I don't recook in a dish, and I crumble all it in front of us, and I have tiny crumbs of bread, what's the correct bracha on the crumbs? Hamotzi. You don't lose the shame of lacham if it's not kezayis. It's not, there's, like Mar is not trying to say that if a piece is not a kezayis, it's not bread. Of course it's still bread. But if I cook bread into a dish, now for the status of the bread to remain, this is lechem, it can only be if the proof is kayamos, if it's intact, that the size of each piece is at least a kezayis. Otherwise, we're not going to view it as still being lechem. We're just going to view it as some, uh, as some azonis ingredient here. Omer of Yosef, and again, the sensitivity to this is that lechem is a very unique status. It's a lechem, it's a dover, it's something that's baked. So I have something that's the flour that is baked and now broken down when it's cooked into another dish. If the pieces are not themselves a kazayas, I no longer see uh, a shame of lechem on those pieces. Omer of Yosef, someone is bringing a mincha. A mincha is a flour offering in Yerushalayim which was some of them, they were baked or fried, and that's very important for us Kemaras. A lot of them were baked a little bit and then fried. So if you have that, that's almost going to be like a chavitza. So if someone is bringing a mincha, first of all, there was a bracha of shechianu. It's machlokas, rashi, and tosos, who makes the shechianu? The owner, the Israel, who's bringing the mincha? Or is it the kain who's doing the avoda for the first time? Maybe he makes a shechianu. But either way, if it's a new mitzvah that comes only infrequently, then you make a shechianu on bringing the mincha. So that's a machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and others. <coughs> that's true. No, 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 I'm sorry, let me just continue. We'll do after, okay? If let's say now is coming to be taken to eat. So in other words, the mincha has been brought and now somebody is coming to eat it. The correct bracha on a mincha is hamotzi. 
Okay. Now, what do I do to a mincha? How do I eat it? Betani Allah, the Quran poses on the Kazayas. A mincha has a din of pesisa. Pesisa is a din, it's a pasuk, you could look it up. It's right there in the Psukim and Vayikra and Sav, that you're supposed to break apart the mincha, break it into pieces. So I have a mincha, it's been something that was bread that then is fried, I have it fried in some deep oil, and I break it up before the kamitza is done with the fingers, it's broken into pieces. But the pieces are supposed to be a kazayas. That's the laws of, of pesisa. And it says that what's the correct bracha on this mincha? It says when you go to eat it, you make a hamotzi. So you see that even though this bread has been broken down and fried, as long as the pieces are kazayas, then you still make a hamotzi. So according to what you're saying, says that the, re- the correct way that you do pesisa is actually that you bring it back to a state like it is when it's flour, meaning you crumble it completely. Now they're arguing, how do you do pesisa before kamitza? You have this baked and then fried dish of a mincha, and now you're supposed to take a finger's worth. So you break it up first. You break it into pieces that are kazayas. That's the Tanakhama's opinion. Rabbi Yishmael's opinion is that you break it down, you crumble it together, and then do the kamitza. So it would come out, according to what we're saying, that according to Rabbi Yishmael, then you wouldn't make hamotzi because the prusas are not kayamos. They're not intact. They're no longer kazayas. Maybe that's true. Who said you have to make hamotzi on a mincha? I mean, it said, the price is that you said hamotzi according to Rabbanan. Maybe in a chanami, like Tanah Derev Yishmol, that it's broken down smaller back into crumbs, then maybe you would not make hamotzi. But I'll prove to you it's not that way. It says in a bride, so look, give me cool and kazayis. I gather from all of them. A kazayis, in other words, I have a bunch of little pieces of mimincha. And I gather them together and I make like a little clump of them. And now there's a kazayis. And I eat them. If this is something that was chametz, then I'm chayev kares on Pesach. In matzu, if it's matzah, you, you fulfill your obligation for eating matzah on Pesach. So wait a second. If I could fulfill my obligation for eating matzah, obviously it's still considered bread. Because matzah is referred to in the Torah as lechem oni. So obviously it's called lechem. Now, obviously we're going like Rabbi Yishmael because it says I gather from all of them a kazayas. According to the Rabbanan, the pieces of a mincha are themselves a kazayas. I don't have to gather them into a kazayas. The pieces are supposed to be a kazayas. So if the price has said I gather from all of them a kazayas, clearly we're going like Tanah Rabbi Yishmael that the pesisa made them into crumbs and now it's saying if I gather a kazayas from them and eat them, it could be considered bread. So it's a caution of what we said. We say that when I, when I, when I cook Bread, if the pieces get smaller than a kazai is, it's no longer classified as lechem. But here the Brisa says that if I gather from all the little crumbs of a, of a, of a deeply fried mincha and I get a kazai out of them and I eat it, then the halacha is, I can be yotze matzah, it's called lechem. So clearly it's been smaller than a kazai is, but now that I just clumped them together, now it's lechem. So it's a kasha on what we said. So the Gemara says, Hachamayaskinon, you know what you did? You made a little ball. You made a clump. You're right. It was a little crumbs. But then I put a ball together. Then I rebaked it as one solid mass. So that would be bread. Meaning our discussion is that I put bread. I crumbled it together in my pot when it was cooking. And now the pieces come out and they're crumbs. That's not. That's only Mizonos. But if I take and I make a big ball that's now a kazais of all the crumbs stuck together. And I rebake it at this point. Now I'll make that back into lechem. That's what the Brisa meant to say. So it was really one solid mass now that it's been rebaked. Says the Gemara, 
If that was the case, what did the pras? You're only yote if you eat all the little crumbs in the time frame of achilas pras. Achilas pras is the time that it takes to eat a half a loaf of bread. That's the halacha. You have to eat a kezayis of matzah, but toch that time of achilas pras. Anywhere, it's machlokas anywhere between like two and a half and nine minutes, however long that is. So it says, I have to make sure to eat all the crumbs within achilas pras. If the case is that you made one big clump and I'm dealing with one solid mass, that I should eat all of them. The language should have said that I ate it. If the language is that I eat all of them, clearly it's referring to many different small pieces. The language is clear that we're dealing with a person eating many separate things, not a person eating one big giant clump of a kazayas that's been stuck back together and, and baked again. So the language indicates that our answer was wrong. So we're back stuck. The Brisa is talking about someone on Pesach taking all these little bits of mincha and eating a kazayas worth and being yotze matzah and it's called lechem. But we said that when bread is cooked and it, and it crumbles into less than a kazayas, it's no longer lechem. So the question comes back. Says the Gemara, very difficult understanding. It depends if, the, if there's still a big piece of bread that has been wrought, ripped out from. Meaning as follows. This whole discussion is where I took a loaf of bread and I completely crumbled it into a dish. And all the bread is gone. There's no longer a loaf. Just the pieces have been put into a cooked dish. That's where we say it's no longer bread if the pieces are not a kezayis. But if the loaf of bread is still there, there's like a half a loaf there, just the other half has been crumbled into the dish, but the remaining half is intact, then the pieces in the dish are still lechem. It's a fascinating svar. If it came off, if the pieces came off from another piece of bread and that other piece is still there, it's still intact, then the pieces themselves are still chashuf. How do we understand that svara? It's such a difficult svara. Who in the world cares whether the little pieces in my dish are, you know, a, a, an entire loaf of bread broken apart or only a half of the loaf broken apart and the other half of the loaf is next to it? Who cares? The part that's in the dish is crumbled. What's the difference? If crumbled pieces of bread in a dish are, I mean, less than a kazais, are not bread, so why should they be bread if the other half of the loaf is sitting there? So what? They came from a big loaf. Everything came from a loaf. But if I completely break apart the loaf and I put it into the dish, then it's mizonas. But if, let's say, I only took half the loaf and I crumbled it into the dish, and the other half is still intact, then even the part that's in the dish is considered to be lech. It's like it still retains its connection to the source. It's fascinating. If I broke apart all of the lechem into the dish, then it's only mizonas if the pieces are not, are not a kezayis. But if part of the bread is still intact, it was a big loaf, it was a big chunk, and I just took some of it and I crumbled it into the dish, but there's a part of the bread that still remains intact and full, then even the part that's in the dish is still called lechem. It's a very, very difficult svar. Yeah. Why can't they give the answer that by the case of the minicol, at the time it was cooked, the bread was still a kezayis, and it was broken off afterwards, and that's why you say hamotzi. But if at the time it was cooked, it was smaller than it could be. That's a good question. That's a very, very good question. Because that's what's mashed in the Gemara. It's a very good question. Because Pesisa is done after. Right? Pesisa is done after it's cooked. It's a good question. It's a very good question. We'll we'll talk after. It's a good. So now the Gemara asks, My Hava Allah. What is the law? Omar of Sheshis. Hi, Chavitza. What is the law? This Chavitza. No, actually, it's not true. Even if the pieces crumble and they're less than a Kazayas. You still say Amotzi. Amarava, when is that true? For who? The Ika Allah Torisa Dinama. That's the most important line in this entire daf. It's all about if it still has the appearance of bread. Really, the law doesn't matter. It could break down less than a kazais. 
but it's got to have the appearance of bread. Well, what is that? What is the appearance of bread? So that seems a little subjective, right? But that's the halacha. As long as it has Teresa Dinama, the appearance of bread, that even if it breaks down to less than a kezayis, the law is that it's still lecha. Now here's a very important point. The Rashi learns the Gemara that we've been discussing is that I had bread that was baked, it was then cooked, and there's a discussion in the Gemara. If it has the appearance of bread, if it doesn't have the appearance of bread, Tosfos holds, and this is the way we paskin in Shulchan Aruch, that any bread that is cooked, by definition, loses its appearance of bread once it's cooked. There's no such thing as bread that is then cooked that still has the appearance of bread. Bread that then is cooked clearly doesn't have the appearance of bread because bread has the appearance of something baked, not something cooked. So if you cook bread, then it won't have the appearance. Toast of souls, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as Teresa Denam and anything that's cooked. Bread that is fried is a big machlekesach. So now let me give you, this is why learning something like matzah bride, you have to really learn the Gemara well and have such a good thorough understanding. According to Rashi, something like matzah brai, clearly, I see the pieces of matzah in there. Of course you'd make a hamotzi, no question. According to Taisis, it's a very complicated question. The halacha is like Taisis. According to Taisis, something that is cooked by definition loses Teresa Denama. And if the pieces are not a kazayas, you would not say hamotzi. But in something that is fried, that's a machloikas ha'achreinim. If that loses Teresa Denama, you think it looks like you could see matzah been fried. Does that have a din of Teresa Denama? And the pieces are not a kazais most of the time in matzah brai. That's mamash mamash machlekes. It's from the Gemara itself with the Rashi, with the Teisvis, how Shulchan Aruch rules. Bottom line is, it's best to avoid it. If you're ever having some matzah brai, something like that, where the prusos are not a kazais. It seems like to you that you can tell that it's matzah, but it's been fried and not boiled afterwards. Not cooked, but rather just fried. Like in a frying pan, not like a deep fry. That, their halacha is super unclear whether it's mizonos, or um, whether it's mizonos or bread. Let me just mention one other thing. You know these shilas like uh, maybe wraps or something like that? Do you think wraps are something that has Teresa Denama? No. Yeah, well, it depends who you ask. But uh, the bottom line is, is that some of the complexities of what we discuss and some of these new inventions that exist, the machlikist really boils down to the way precise definition of what we mean when we say Teresa Denama. Because but the, the concept that comes from the Gemara is you could have bread. You could have bread that really should be bread. The following rule of the Gemara is you could have bread and even if you cook it, really fundamentally it could remain bread. But only if there's a Teresa that remains. So it's a very unique status that for lechem to be lechem, it's got to have the appearance of lechem. And when there's a concept of a lechem that doesn't look like lechem, then aloha, it's not classified as a lechem. So you start thinking through some of these examples, but you see where it comes from, from the Gemara. It's, it's a whole new depth and understanding. So according to Rashi, it's not just if it's, you crumbled it, it's even if it's still a kezayis, if it doesn't look like bread. So that's a machlekes. Very good. That's a machlekes. There are those who say that once the Gemara says this, it doesn't even matter. Even if it would be a kezayis, it doesn't have Teresa Denama, not. Other people say no. The Gemara was just using Teresa Denama that even if it's less than a kezayis, but if it still has Teresa Denama, then it could still be bread. And that's where someone like what he's bringing out very clear, a good point. Let's say, say uh, you know, there's a rap of Teresa Denama. But if a rap is more than a kazayas, who cares? And that's also machluk is how to learn the Gemara. Is once the Gemara is saying this point, do we fall off from caring about m- m- completely about a kazayas or not? It's a very good point. What, what about the after? What if it loses its kazayas status before then, you eat it? You make your broccoli and then you crumble it up into your soup and it lost its kazaya status. What's the effort? No, the question is what it was when you ate it. Says the Gemara, Chuktin Chayovin Bechala. Let's finish up here. Chuktin is Chayov and Chala. So Chala also, it says in the Pasuk that it has a Chayov only if it's Lechem. So we have to figure out what Lechem is not only for Hamotzi, but what to separate is Chala. 
So truknin is chayiv and chala. That gear says incorrect. It's supposed to say truknin is also. Rabbi Yochanan also agrees that truknin is chayiv and chala. My truknin. What is truknin? Amar Abaye Kuba Da'ar. Kuba Da'ar Rashi explains that instead, it's going to sound really gross. Instead of cooking the, the batter in a pan, I take it and I pour it. There's like a hole in the top of the stove and top of the oven itself. I make a little wedge, a little hole, and I pour it directly there. So because the, there's like a hole, it does get some sort of form because there's like sides, you know, of the hole. But because it's not cooking it's in like a real pot or a pan, it doesn't take up. They have like the exact normal shape of bread. It's a little bit looser. But because it takes some form, it's not completely loose, and therefore it's considered to be bread. And the Gemara contrasts that. However, Amar Bay Teresa Pturim Akala. Teresa is potter. My Teresa Amar Bay so gavul is the opposite. It's just a super. Uh, I take some like bread, like I take some flour with some hot water. I pour them together, and I make a super loose batter. That super loose batter, I then pour it over the stovetop. It spreads out. So the difference is that this one doesn't have any form. And what we're learning in the Gemara is a super important concept. Lechem has to have form. Uh, if it's just a loose batter that spreads, it can't be classified as lechem. <coughs> lechem has to be something that takes a form, that takes a shape, which is another further complications with a lot of lechem that we see today. So if I have the super loose batter that spreads, if it's too thin in a certain regard, it can't be lechem. And therefore it's butter from chal. Ika de Amri, Nama de Handika, this Indian bread. So Rashi says they actually would put it directly onto a spit, and they, it was just they throw the, 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 the dough directly onto the, right, the hot thing, and then smear it a lot with oils and, 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 and eggs while it was cooking. So that also is not considered to be lechem. The bread that they make for kutach. Kutach is a super cool thing. In Babylonia was a cheese dip, and part of the cheese dip had little little bits of bread. Now the bread, because they didn't care if it had form, I mean it was just being crumbled up, they would bake it where? Not in an oven, but in the sun. And the Gemara is telling us a very cool thing, that bread has to be afoy. If it's put in the sun, it's not bread. That's made for the cheese dip that's baked in the bread is potter from chala. Ah, it says There's another bride that says that the kudach bread is chayv and chala. Says the There it's like Rabbi Yehuda said. It depends on the way that you made the dough. If you made it oven, you made it like even though you were going to crumble it up in the cheese dip, for whatever reason you made it like a solid lump, it was going to look like regular bread chayavin. Then it's chayv. Most Rishonim say because it looks like regular bread. Of course, essentially it's not because it was baked in the sun. Not in the oven, but because you made it like a lump, some were concerned, someone might think it's regular bread, so we still tell you to take off challah. But kilimutin, if you just make it like a flat board, but you don't care about the shape, because anyways, you're just crumbling it up after it bakes in the sun to put it into the cheese dip, then piturin, then in fact, you are putter, because of the fact that it's, uh, that, it's made, that it's made in the sun. So to conclude in the Gemara, a soft batter, if it still has a shape of a bed, there's no question, it takes a form that is called chayv and challah, as long as it's baking the oven with soft thing. However, if it's a super loose batter that just spreads out super thin, it is not considered bread. If I have something like the Indian bread, it's not considered bread. Or anything baked in the sun as well is not considered to be lechem. Uh, okay, so let's